Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Welcome to Ambridge on the Couch, an in-depth look at the archers with me, Harriet Carmichael, Jeff Thomas, Lucy V. Freeman and Matt Rodriguez-Payne. Now, before we make a start in your emails, let's have a recap on what happened this week in Ambridge. We began the week not knowing where we were, or I didn't anyway, until I caught on to the fact that we were Shay, Lily and Josh, who were having fabricated arguments all over the place so that Paul could have his mum to stay or something. Denise said she was escaping Uncle Rufus and it was news to me and Harriet that her husband even knew Denise, to be honest. But I think the whole thing is a ruse and that in actual fact Denise has left her husband, who anyway was having an affair with his bike. She will then marry Alistair within 12 months, as predicted by the Barn Brack, but will have to go through a whole lot of torturous shenanigans of Denise coyly attempting to set Alistair up with various unlikely dating candidates until she realises it should be her act act. Fade out on Alistair snogging Denise with his hand up a cow. (laughs) Denise must be mad staying with that lot at the stables. Surely there must have been a friend she could go to of her own age. Nothing would induce me to stay with 20-year-olds. They're strangers to the lavatory brush and never wipe down the kitchen surfaces. Rob decided that Brian was the very man to sponsor his baptism. Of course. Brian, who doesn't go to church and is essentially a self-made man who worships his own creator. He's the ideal christening buddy. Anyway... He said, no, stick it. And then Tony went all mysterious and said, (laughs) with the air of a three-year-old who's hidden the door keys and has now forgotten where he put them, well, I'm going to do something. I'm not telling. No, no, I don't know. But something. Oh, yes. No, I'm not telling you. But I'll do it. And you'll see. And as it turned out, he did absolutely bugger all except stand there and gawp. But at least he'll have something (laughs) to tell Pat about over tea. (laughs) Hannah seems to be playing a slightly strange game if in fact she was playing it at all. She was heartily endorsing and encouraging Jazza to take over from her at Barrow to the extent of sticking him in front of her laptop and telling him not to draw on the screen, while simultaneously doing her utmost to remain in Ambridge and not give up her job at all. That is assuming she does get the room at Rickyard, as Stella, Pip and Ruth were all over the place this week. They were all chatting inconsequentially about spaghetti and the hilariousness (laughs) of Rosie not liking it when it's all stuck together, which I didn't think was at all hilarious, as stuck-together spaghetti is indigestible and disgusting, and I now have high hopes of Rosie being the only sane female member of that family. And then we appeared to miss a big chunk of dialogue, and Pip threw an inexplicable strop which he claimed was to do with a joke about people moving in quickly, but no one had even said anything about that. One minute Ruth was cordially chuckling away, and the next Pip had her in a stranglehold. They've either all gone (laughs) mad or the work experience kid was doing the edit this week. This strange debacle was tidied up by Stella basically saying, me and your mum are just here to look after you. So that's very (laughs) mentally healthy. My God, she'll be calling them both mummy by the end of the year. (laughs) 
We got a horrible glimpse into Titchener home life with the lovely Bruce who makes Hazel Woolley look like Miss Congeniality. Rob is now <laughs> losing the plot completely. He must be, or surely he'd have chosen someone other than Harrismont as his saviour. Well, until his actual lord and saviour came driving along the bypass in his Prius, which is what Rob was waiting for, perched on a cone in the middle of a traffic island. Traffic islands are, well, well, they're islands in the traffic, so why he caused such a jam I couldn't really see. But it was very entertaining hearing Harrismont discussing Jesus as if he was the 48 bus to Penny Hassett who'd been coned off near Darrington. The scriptwriters did a brilliant job of swinging Rob between controlling megalomania and confused poorly person. But he was so awful that even Miles, who is not the brightest light in the harbour, began to realise that there was a chance Rob had not been the victim in all this. Meanwhile, there was not a word about what was going on at Gay Grables. Is Ardil doing a version of Challenge Annika? running around the site in a canary-coloured jumpsuit, urging cheery workmen on, uh, pointing the kitchen in a different direction. Has Oliver sold a kidney to pay the plumber? Is Pip's suit back in its cellophane? Surely they're working to some sort of deadline. Or has Linda just told them all they need a holiday, so they've all nicked off on a mini-break to the Cotswolds? And now we're going to end with a quick reading from the Book of Woolly. We are gathered here in the sight of God, and more importantly, Peggy Woolly, and we are reminding ourselves of our commandments. Thou shalt pull thy funding of the church when it does something thou doesn't like. Thou shalt not respect thy neighbour's views, but hold a meeting in the marketplace. Let everyone know just how pissed off thou art in the hopes that thy neighbours will also smite the vicar. And remembering at all times the Christian values of kindness, love and compassion, and that we are all equal in the sight of God, except Peggy, who is a little bit more equal than everyone else. Amen. The end. <laughs> Amen. Sorry, I was a bit distracted through that. I don't know if you could tell. You didn't hear my merry laugh throughout. No. You, you, you. I think I, I was worrying about my Wi-Fi because, and then I realised oh. that there was there's Wi-Fi. No, no, there's Wi-Fi on my on my computer, but it wasn't on my phone. So oh. I just then had to like do um hand signals to get someone to open the door. Oh. Then <laughs> a few seconds later, a daughter came up with my nuts, and followed by a husband with a glass of wine. So there was sort of a lot Very going on. I'm nice. really sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry I wasn't giving it my usual absolutely attention. Absolutely fine. You have, you have well-trained family members, though. I know. It's really nice. When Rufus brought my wine in, he just looked so depressed. <laughs> Why? He's just, you know, he's just back from bringing a load of kids home. He still had his uh, coat on. He was soaking wet. But he very <laughs> kindly bought me some wine. No, sorry, so I was a bit distracted. But I, I think feel, it's okay. I feel like I, I, I ought to buy uh, Rufus something to say thank you <laughs> for his support. He hates Friday nights. Oh. He hates them with a, a passion. No, it's good. Everyone's home now. We're all good. Okay. Um, but I, what I did here, I liked very much. Okay, thank good. You, Lucy. Okay, good. Thank you. I am so I, cross with Peggy Woolley. I cannot tell you. Oh. I, I, well, it's, I, yes, I agree. I mean, it's spiteful. She, anyway, and it's I so in it anymore. self-important. No, but this. Is, but what's weird is it's. It's a bit like because I've been watching. Have you been watching the Beckham documentary on Netflix? <laughs> have you met and me? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. That's one of those sentences. You know, if you were kidnapped and someone said, "Prove it," you know, how did you know it wasn't her? Because she said, "Ooh, have you listened to the? Have you watched the Beckham documentary?" On it? Well, I think I'm sort of unlikely to watch it. It's very good because it's such a nostalgia fest. Okay. But there's, I don't know if you remember, because I didn't, but when there was a World Cup against Argentina or a European Cup, one of those, World Cup maybe, we um, lost it because 
Beckham got a red card yes. for kicking, yes. for not really kicking someone. Yes. Do you remember that? Yes, yes, I do. And then I do. the world, the country hated him. Yes. So, like, when you look at the footage, it looks like the most tiny thing. And nowadays mm. in football, people just go, "Yeah, you know." Yeah. But the the country really turned on him, and I feel like that's what's happened to Alan. He did something. <laughs> Alan, the David Beckham. <laughs> Of average. Oof, that's a reach. There are so many comparisons. It's incredible. (laughs) Powerful, intelligent, sexy wife. (laughs) Anyway. um, Leather suit. (coughs) Leather suit, yes. Loves motorbike. Leather, just pure leather. Maybe they got married in purple. Who knows? But no, because it's like he did something not, I mean, quite and quite surprising for a few people and they didn't approve of it but it's gone from a little bit of disapproval to to sort of he's the most hated man in Ambridge Mm. but he's not even Rob you know it's sort of like except he isn't is he because everybody turned up for the for the for the yes but but you know for for, but clearly his congregation Mm. his loyal congregation Mm. have completely turned on him and it just seems so extreme it just it seems really unlikely that that Peggy mm. would do that. I mean I suppose uh, I suppose No, I think it's entirely in character. You know I can't stick the woman, but I, yeah, I know. it's entirely because in character. Because she loves because she loves having a grudge. She loves having a grudge. She loves the control and mm. she uses her yes. money as a as a but uh, older women yeah. like that who have no they didn't have a a, a career career. They they didn't kind of their role was to be the pillar of the community and to be you know a rich man's wife basically Mm. and they use the money they use the threat of the will or they use the threat of the inheritance or the whatever just loaning money that's their only power and when so someone does something they don't like then that comes up again and it's awful so she yeah so she's just done it because it's a lovely little game for her again yeah, There's and also nice somebody had the temerity to, be... to do something that she didn't like. Yeah, and I suppose to be fair, I guess like Rob, it was, it was something that was directly in her family. But you I, can't I guess... be, you can't say that you're a Christian person and go to church, no. and then and then just yank it all when it doesn't suit you. No, exactly. I mean, you know, it's about taking tough choices, isn't it? And yeah, yeah and not not but, but thinking yes, thing. this is really really tough, and I wish this wasn't happening, but. It is, and I have to deal with it, and I'm going to deal with it in a Christian way because I go to church. Not, oh, oh, I see. Right. Well, this isn't how happening how I like, so I'm going to, you know, chuck my toys about. But really, Alan hasn't done anything except got another vicar to do the baptism. Yeah. yeah. You know, it wasn't. It, it wasn't at St Stephen's, was it? The baptism, or was it? I couldn't couldn't really work out whether it was. Oh, like, I thought it was, but I don't know why I yeah. thought it was. I mean, no, I know. Well, actually, if it now wasn't, I'm why was about... Alan there at all? Yes, because I guess he was. Yes, okay. So, but then that was a stupid mistaker to make her, wasn't it? Because yeah. if you're going to get another vicar to do it, just do it in another church. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. have to be in. No, no. His, I'm sure yeah. there's another parish church in yeah. the vicinity. Yeah. Yes. Well, there um, is, isn't there? Because he covers four. He covers covers Darrington, yeah, yeah. Pennyhassett. Yeah. And yeah, so that was a bit silly of mm. you, Alan. But, um, but he's not I don't perfect. Know. I mean, the vicar isn't perfect. The vicar's human like everyone else. And, no, is, and, and is, actually, you know. that's why I really like, I do genuinely like this. Um, 
that's why I was a bit cross about the Peggy thing because it is a really interesting story, Alan's turmoil. Because at some points this week, I thought, oh God, he's completely sort of forgiven Rob. And then he was like, no, there's no way I'm going to the pub with that, you know, those lot. I can't stand. It, there's quite, is it, he, he's been quite a human character, hasn't he, this week, I think. Mm, he's, he yeah. seems much less vicary than Harrison, doesn't he? Harrison yeah. is painted as more of a... St- Sometimes it's like this week, I actually almost gasped when I remembered that Harrison isn't a vicar. He's still yeah. a policeman. Yeah. Cause he's- Do you think Harrison's growing his hair? I like to imagine him starting to gradually... Do you know, Fallon, I think I'm thinking of a beard. What do you reckon? I think he has. He's definitely wearing um, sandals a lot more, yeah. isn't he? Definitely. Oh, it's warm in here. I'll just put my loincloth on. <laughs> but it is Harrison. like he's like he's he he spends clearly spends a lot of time with Alan. Oh, yeah. it's so sweet. I I I actually, you know, I I really I found it quite an interesting week, even though there was a bit of back and forth, back and forth, especially with the. There, yeah, there again. There was some. There was some stuff that wasn't clear, like the the, the thing pip. that really bugged me. Yeah, because I listened back to all the episodes, thinking, okay, I must have missed the conversation. That's what I did where... as well, Jeff and I, because Jeff said, "Were we talking through the bit where they said something that yeah. upset her?" And we listened to it all again, and we said, "Oh no!" But may, maybe it there. was a couple of maybe it was a couple of weeks ago. Did Pip mention? I mean, I, I feel like she might have mentioned maybe last week. They're moving in together. That would have and been huge. That would have been yeah, a huge deal. Yeah. And we'd have remembered that and it would know. have been a bigger I, thing. Yeah, I can't really... I, I feel like... Oh, or was it that... I don't know. So I, I don't know. Well, people will tell us. But it was a bit annoying because it, yeah, it can't have been that memorable whenever it happened. No. But clearly something has been said. They, they wouldn't have just... They wouldn't have just cut it out, would they? It must have. There must have been mention. Pitt probably going. Oh, you know. Well, we could always. Did, I'm mm. sure she did say something like that because I remember. Because th- I. That's when I said to you, oh, it's all going a bit fast, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. She must have done. But wasn't no? You said about them going a bit fast when they told Rosie. Yeah. So maybe it was that. Yeah. Okay. Well. Somebody it will was, help it us It was out just here. very, very, very peculiar. Um, well, all the spaghetti, it was very unclear because all the... All right, spaghetti. also, it was hard to know who was talking, I found. I couldn't really, I couldn't really distinguish They're an unlikely the triumvirate, aren't they? They're kind yes. of quite confusing. And when Stella and Ruth were giggling about spaghetti, yeah. I just could, I was like, I've mi- really, I've missed the joke. <laughs> I've missed what Pip was offended by. It was... Very confusing. And what's funny about the spaghetti? And also, and then it annoyed me because when, because you can't really, even if you overdo spaghetti and it's a bit soggy, you still eat it or put it in the oven with some cheese. It clumps together when you haven't cooked it enough, not when you've cooked it too much. When it goes... And all you, you know, need when to it, do, Lucy, is just put a little bit of oil on it yes. and unclump it. When it all melts but, together. But then, yeah, it was weird. And then didn't you feel that when Stella and Ruth were talking to each other and Ruth was going, so, oh my God, she really, she, I thought she was sort of going to go because I've got feelings for you too. Yes, yes, you not me too. That? Yes, yes, yes. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, she she yeah. was going, uh, in the end she went, am I, a, am I still your mate or am I just yeah. your mother-in-law? But I 
yeah. feel like... Or is something else happening? There's still yeah. something, but yeah. there's still something, yeah. isn't there? Yep. Yeah. Def- it's weird because though, isn't it? Because otherwise, why would they be playing this yeah. triangle thing? Yeah. Um, Ellen Hughes has emailed about the spaghetti and said, why are Pip, Stella and Ruth so obsessed <laughs> Sorry, with spaghetti? Ellen. And why do they find it so hard to cook a pretty standard pasta? They clearly make it for Ruzi <laughs> a lot. And they obviously get it really wrong a lot if Rosie is going on about it as much as her family. At least it was light relief from the it's weirdness, so creeping sense of dread in the Rob storyline. Something bad is going to happen, but I can't work out which way it is heading. Makes me nervous. Yes. I it's agree. because the spaghetti was mentioned so often. This it was it was sort of like the spaghetti became a massive thing, but spaghetti isn't even a meal. It I no. mean if you're making carbonara, it's more likely that the egg is gonna go wrong or yeah. you know. Yeah. So it was and then and then and then Stella was gonna get fresh spaghetti and it was it, it, There's absolutely no point well, getting fresh spaghetti. It doesn't taste any different. No. You still put it in No, it's just no point. Mm. Just get to Checo. Yeah. It's the best of the best. Yes. When it's on offer only, of course. Yes. Because otherwise it's way too expensive. Yes, just sell a kidney. Um, But, yeah, the the Pip and... The Pip and Stella and Ruth thing was weird. Then again, and also this week, there seemed to be a lot of... I don't know if they were deliberately eating seeds because they had the Hannah, Stella... Yeah. They had, first of all, it started off with the sort of, I'm not scary, am I? I'm not intimidating, mm. Paul. So they'd sort of set that for us that, I don't know, that it felt like there were seeds being planted yes. for, yes. and maybe it turns out Stella isn't as We sort were of all on the seed drill. Nice as, yeah. We were, yes. And there was mm. a lot of nude planting, wasn't there? Yeah. yeah. Because I did think, I thought when, yeah, that Pip is definitely going to be jealous about Hannah moving into the bungalow. Mm. Also, it wasn't entirely clear because Stella didn't really go. Um, she didn't say, "Would it be okay if Hannah moves in?" Because I could really do with the rent. I did. I think she again mentioned it, but it was again when when Pip was sort of going huffy about it. Why didn't Stella just say, "Look, it's financially. I can't, you know, I I need someone to. I need a. I I need someone to help me with the rent." Yeah. Do, do you know what I, do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. It became it was this all very big vague. thing very very rapidly based yeah. on nothing. A bit confusing. Yeah. Bit confusing all of it because yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I, I the, the whole thing was rather unclear I thought, but clearly there is some sort of I don't know like yeah, uh, the the fact that we we Stella's intimidating, Pip is obviously a lot more immature in or sort of um, vulnerable in her relationship status. Yeah. You know, I don't know. There was some stuff going on, wasn't there? That yes. That is clearly going to play out in the long <sighs> term. Yes. Oh, good. I'll look forward to that, she says unenthusiastically. <laughs> do, do you know what, though? When when um, uh, uh, when Stella was said to Pip, she was trying to jolly her along. You know, oh, did you hear about Eddie? Da, 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 you know, trying yeah. to be all jolly. And Pip was like, nope. Oh, right. It's boring. I'd have said, right, there's the spaghetti. Do it yourself. Oh, I'm me off. too. Me Life too. is too short. If you ask, if you, with people that sulk now, I say to them, right, okay, I've asked you twice if there's anything the matter. You've said no twice, so I'm now yeah. taking you at your word because you've told me there's nothing wrong. So I'm now going to assume 
that there isn't anything wrong and that there's nothing we need to talk about. And if you're going to continue, then I'll just leave. Yes, I, Stella wasn't really hard enough on Pip, really, no. was she? Because she, she sort of And you'd have thought that Stella would have been in... a bit like that as well and said, no, you know, I, I'm not having sulking. You either tell me or you cheer up. Well, also, but, but that's when I felt she should have said, what, you know, this is ridiculous behaviour. Of course it's different. Hannah's going to pay me to live with me. It, yeah. It's completely different. I'm, yeah. We're not going to be sleeping together. I don't know. It was just, it was just... It, yeah, there's something. There was something a bit odd this week, and that people weren't quite, quite. We, I felt like we were sort of all catching up with stuff yeah. that we hadn't heard, or you know, it was all a bit unclear, wasn't it? Well, James Everett said much the same thing. He said, "What a strange week! Not only did every episode feel disconnected, but so did every scene." I think he's right. I think it did feel like everything had, was wasn't. Yeah. It was like a train track with lots of little carriages going off in different directions, but nobody was all going in yeah. the same direction. But no fear, he says. Detective Tony is here, constantly telling Brian he'll get to the bottom of what Rob's doing and figure out what he's up to. Maybe he can team up with Harrison and become a crime-fighting duo. <laughs> Very glad to have Lily back in the arches. Didn't realise how much I enjoyed her character. Definitely the better twin. Is there a reason Hannah was so scared of Stella? Yes. Maybe, maybe Hannah has a secret lesbian crush on well, Stella. That's, well, that, I think that's what they were leading mm. us towards, wasn't it? He says, hopefully this is not the case. I don't want anything getting in the way of Pip's happiness or I'll be having words. Because what was the point? Oh, Pip gets that? in the way of Pip's happiness, James. There's nothing you or oh, I yeah. or Stella could do. Although I did, I did feel, even though Pip was being sulky and annoying, I did feel sorry for her because... She is clearly, she's obviously conscious of being the younger person in the relationship and a, probably a bit keener or mm. coming across as a bit mm. keen. And she clearly was completely humiliated. And I guess it is weird if your mother is the same age as your partner. Yeah. And they're having a sort of like, you know, jolly, yeah. Yeah. You know, a, a laugh. And then yeah. you must end up feeling like the child. And then, as you said, when Stella said... Oh, you know, we both we all we care, care about you. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, I <laughs> it should be. I, I just... care about you. It doesn't matter what yes. your parents think. I care about you. Yeah. Exactly. It should yeah. have been. Well, I assume yeah. your parents adore you, but yeah. I really fancy you. Yeah, and yeah. I don't care what they think. Yeah, but it wasn't. It was no. It, it was a bit odd, wasn't it? All of it deeply. But odd. then I quite like that because it it makes the relationship much more interesting. The, yes. The, the sort of slight. But it's, the boundaries territory. are all so blurred because the way the trouble is that there's something about Ruth's um, intonation that makes her sound like she's oh, flirting yeah. when she's not. <laughs> yes, Do you know right. what I mean? She's got this kind of, oh, this sort of, oh, hello. And it's, and it. Oh, but what about our relationship? Yeah, it Stella? comes across as this like this. Yeah. Considering how un resolutely unsexual she is, she's got this amazingly kind of um flirty voice. Yeah, but and and delivery. It's the kind of the suggestive <laughs> delivery the whole time. Which what puts her at odds with what she's us? saying. Yeah. <laughs> It's so funny. And also, Pip does herself no favours because you can't got to go, Mum, this relationship, you know, I don't I don't really want you being mm. involved. You can't do that and then run to your mum and go, yeah. oh, we overboiled the spaghetti. Can we have some of yours? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's all... And it yeah. takes 12 minutes. Just put some more spaghetti oh on. God. Exactly. Oh, Everyone's got another pack sorry. of spaghetti. Or get, put some penne in. Yeah. And are you just having... Clearly, you're just having it with the sauce, so it doesn't matter. No. 
I know. Pathetic. Um, yes, there's a lot of boundary violations going on and a lot of them <laughs> not knowing who's, who's, what category to put each other in. Mm. So one minute she's all matey matey with her mum. Then her yeah. mum is a threat. Then her mum is Cartman's dra- drama triangle is actually what it is. But yeah, so there's an awful lot going on there. They keep cha- They keep switching. There is an awful lot. But mm. I, and thinking about the, um, as James said, it was a lots of different types, of, lots of different carriages this week. Yes. Which is nice, isn't it? But I, I actually always enjoy weeks like that when there's quite a lot of separate bits and bobs going on. Right. Because I think it keeps it interesting, don't you? Yeah. Yes. I mean, well, there's lots of little storylines going on. I was slightly on, annoyed like. about the Gay Grables thing. Because I have been worrying about that. And we didn't hear a word about it. And I wanted to know what was happening. I know, but they always give us a week off. Are we going to go back to it and then find it's all fine now and they've turned the kitchen round and all the water is now flowing out of the taps and we're going to have the I think it's going to be miraculously ready in time for Christmas, isn't it? In time for Christmas. What did you think about um, Denise and Alistair? Yeah. Good. Oh, yes. Good. Yes. Well, we yep. knew that was the Barky Brack. The on Barky the call on the. Call, yes, as you way. said, you have predicted it correctly. Lucy. There will be a lot of finding Alistair uh, a wife yes. before Cinderella yes. realizes. Yes. But I do think it is. Can I do think you're right in the. Um, Uncle Rufy is just a, a Rufus is a Rusey is yes. a ruse because Uncle yeah. Ruse we'll call him. But that means Denise is going to stick around in that flat for a long time or in that house for a long time. Oh, they Which, are awful. Oh, they're awful. Josh I wanted and, to shoot them. Yeah, I wanted to shoot them. I just thought, grow up, yeah. you despicable yeah. things. They sound yeah. like my children. <laughs> <laughs> Your children are least... despicable things. No, but the way they were arguing with each other yeah. and going, well, I'm not going to clear up. I think it's like your turn to like, you didn't even move a mug this morning. Mm. Like I put a fork in the dishwasher and you have And then they described it as banter. Banter. Oh, God. I thought, no, because banter can be relatively amusing Charming. and interesting to listen to. That's just, you're just nitpicking no, and just being entitled and awful. No, but it was also when they were, it was, I think the trouble is, it's the sort of entitlement, isn't it? Because when they went, so I think we'll just like confront Denise and say like, how long are you staying? Mm. And I just thought, oh, you're so horrible. Yeah. Because she's a really nice mom. And also, and don't do it when to... Paul's not there. No. Talk to Paul. Talk to you know. Paul, yeah. exactly. I think that's what it was. It yeah. made me, Yeah. it made me a bit cross yeah. and disappointed in yes. them for the immature. Purity, yes, yes, yes. Because for all they know, Denise has been kicked out by her partner. Or yeah. you know, they don't know the story. No. Um, and then as soon as she cleans up, you know. Um, yeah. Um, I thought uh, uh, Bruce uh, Titchener was amazing. Yes. What a oh, character. Yes. Such a good actor yes, as well. Brilliant. And that very, thing, oh, they've yeah, got it so good. right. The don't, don't look away from me. Don't. Yes. Don't you? How dare you turn away from me? How dare you not look at me? And then Rob used exactly that term on Miles. He said, "Don't, don't walk away from me." You got yes. that wrong, Miles. Don't walk away from me. So it's really good the way that I thought it was brilliantly written. Even yeah. when the it's line a, it was when, a Warburton um, week. Oh right, yeah. When um, 
Uh, oh, now I've Miles, got brain Bruce, fog. Rob. Alan said oh, something like, I'm only here for Rob's sake or yeah. something. And then the father went, I had a feeling you were going to say that. You mm. know, it was just, it was it was cleverly written, yeah. wasn't it? The whole thing, yeah. actually. Yeah. And it was, it, it was very good in that, you, again, that's what they're so brilliant at with Rob. You fall into that trap of, well, I did, of sort of, you know, when he's with his dad and mm. he's losing his mind, mm. you feel, as Tony did, you feel pity for mm. him. And then the next episode, when you mm. hear him going, Helen should have been mm. here. Yeah. You can you yeah. go, oh, he's But it's part and parcel of the man. same thing. You can be... The fact that he was abused by having a narcissistic parent doesn't stop him being an abuser himself. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You, you don't. You do, It's not like it, suffering, a, a, living with abuse, doesn't mean that you've then you're going to become a nice person because you suffered it. Because no. quite often you'll just you'll just continue. You just keep keep doing it, even though it hurts you. But you know it's effective, so you'll keep doing it. And as they always say on Queer Eye. Even if it's something that's been done to you and that's what's made you the way you are, you still have to take responsibility yep. for the way you are. Yeah. Even if there's an yep. excuse for it. Yeah. So. Yeah. It was very good. I it mean, was, it was, yeah. yeah. I, I, that bit yeah, was brilliant. I, I love that bit. That was almost but, worth the rest of the. It. I didn't. I mean, the rest of it, I still enjoyed. I like even the confusing bits. Keeps us on our toes, Lucy. <laughs> We don't get complacent. Well, it certainly does in that I had to listen to an entire episode all over again thinking, am I going mad here? What the... <laughs> I think I listened to every episode three times this week. And even on 1.5 speed, you can still listen, you still get the details. Yeah. <laughs> there are certain there characters just who do details. sound better. That was the problem. Does Ian sound... Does Adam sound quite quite sprightly and enthusiastic? I tell you, I tell you Will sounds really good. If oh, does it? <laughs> Sort of, sort of like you know, putting the spark plugs back in. A bit. <laughs> no, because it's funny with some characters, they sort of sound like they're going at other characters' normal speeds. Yeah. Some characters are way too fast at one point five, but right. it's quite interesting, <laughs> and it does might give speed things along. Yeah, yeah, it's very good when you have you know when you're looking for a certain conversation and you yeah. don't know where it is. Uh. But anyway, no, it was good. It was fun. It was, it was, yeah, it was an, in, I thought it was an interesting week. There's, you know, it's given us a lot to think about, Lucy. It has. Um, yes. Antonia Charlton thinks Rob is still controlling Helen and said, it just dawned on me, Helen got rid of Lee because Rob is threatening to kill the boys. It's been, it's all been nonsensical since she thought his baptism was okay. Oh. So that he's, you know, she's sort of trying to protect everybody because she, Helen knows and we don't know that he's made a threat to the boys I, d I think that's too juicy I think they wouldn't have left that out they'd let us know yes I feel like she gen she genuinely has sort of come to terms with everything mm. because yeah and maybe she had to come to that decision and then she had this space or the sort of one size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. 
What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Headspace to realize that she didn't want Lee. You know, like, I, f- I feel like she had to sort of come to the decision. She, 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 she came to the decision that Rob isn't going to affect her mm. life. Yeah. And then that sort of released her and therefore she could see that yeah, she wasn't that, happy that with Lee. And... She, Lee was there because of Rob. He yeah, wasn't there. exactly. He wouldn't have been yeah. there. The teddy Rob... bear, yeah. as you said. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is Maybe. Basil Clement. Uh, and he's headed That's his email. Name. Titchy Nob and Sons. Multitudinous greetings, dear hearts. My goodness, Pa Tichinob, what a creature. Not only is he utterly without couth, but he's truly malevolent. Tony was right. <laughs> a lifetime of such paternal cruelty is quite a punishment. One cannot help but wonder if he should have been crowbarred into the Halloween episode. After all, it would have been far more <laughs> yeah. terrifying than the revolting nonsense. Please let it be nonsense of unsubtle love tokens hidden in baked goods. But I digress. <laughs> it's not nonsense, Basil. They're going to get married. But anyway... What I should really like to know is this. Given how unspeakably awful the aforementioned Partichinob is and how perpetually contemptuous the late Martichinob was when she wasn't in her husband's malign orbit, however yeah. did the Tichinob progeny manage to function in polite society? Miles is not as overtly obnoxious as either his sire or his dam, and let us not forget, when he first appeared in Ambridge, Rob was able to deploy quite considerable charm when he wished. Do two lots of negative characteristics cancel each other out, or at least reduce their impact on a person, thus allowing them to superficially behave like a decent human being? Did the expensive school, to which the Tichinob's born were sent, teach them to behave, at least in public, like gentlemen? Is the charm gene, assuming there is such a thing, recessive? Or am I, perhaps, overthinking things? <laughs> um, I think... If Rob was like Rob, you, nasty Rob... When he's being nasty, if he was like that all the time, yeah, nobody would go near him. You yeah. have to 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 be a manipulator and to be a coercive controller, like Bruce and like Rob. You have to be able to deploy charm. You have to have you have to be able to identify what to say to make people like you to pull them in in the first place. If you couldn't do that, then you would be a rubbish coercive controller because nobody would get. They'd think, oh, he's a git, and they'd give you a wide berth mm. so they are very very scared they but the the difference is it's totally fake charm they don't feel any of it they just they've seen how other people do it and they copy that and you can imagine that because bruce is quite a lot older yeah. perhaps and now he doesn't have his wife or mm. he i suppose he sort of has it, yeah you know, whether it, he has it, to behave yeah exactly he doesn't care now he can just no. do what he likes yeah and especially because he's been dragged to a church and he's very yeah. anti-church yeah. I'm surprised he came, to be honest. Well, it's it's trouble, isn't it? And they always like yeah. to be around trouble. Yeah. I mean, Bruce. if you think about it, what was Basil? the mum called? Can you remember? Oh, she was oh, she was horrible, wasn't she? Oh God, Can't Ursula. Her name. Ursula, of course. Mm. Yeah, she was a witch as well, wasn't she? Um, if you think about it, some people with narcissistic personality disorder can even get to the presidency, Basil. So you don't do oh. that without. Yes. You know, you've managed to impress some people somewhere. You have to be able to do that. Yeah. Yes. Or even the Prime Minister. 
ship. Anyway, moving on. Uh, my uh, Michael Gorman, miles to go before I sleep. He says, I realised about halfway through listening to Rob chewing the scenery in yesterday's The Archers, where this is heading and the fate the scriptwriters have in store for us. When the unlamented finally hops off the twig, bloody Miles is going to move to Ambridge and his and he and yes. his cartoonishly awful parents parent will be recurring characters haunting or seducing Leela's Helen, Henry and Jack and for a start pestering the vicar to preside over the funeral, install a memorial window, etc. I say, Mama, Miles is awfully nice, don't you think? Etc. Michael Gorman. I I also thought maybe um, Miles might come stay in the show mm. but i think he might be one of those people because he because he's now now that they're now that he's admitted that yeah maybe do you know it's you know suddenly what, occurred to me yeah, yeah. <laughs> is it really weird because it's <laughs> overnight i thought actually maybe like rob because what rob said was because rob only said she should have been here and he yeah. said way worse things than that before and Miles has gone, that's perfectly yeah. reasonable <laughs> It's because, I suppose it's because Miles has been spending so much yes. time with him. Oh my God, you really are a tosser, aren't you? Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. But because Miles actually came across quite well this week, didn't yeah. he? And, you know, he's sort of redeemed himself. Well, he just sort of sounded completely exhausted. And yes, yeah. He did trying to deal with both of them, you know, Rob and his dad. My God. Yeah. But I get that, yeah, something made me think, oh, I wonder if he's going to be sticking around. Mm. But then, but then, you know, but sticking around so much that we'd just forget he was Rob's brother. You know, he would just turn into a regular character. Or maybe he could marry Helen. Well, exactly. Because Alistair can't no more. No. But I like your Oliver theory. That's what I'm sticking to. Oh, poor Oliver. Has he not suffered enough? Um, (laughs) Matt Rodriguez-Payne says... um, it is bad enough having Rob on our radios, but to then hear the actions of his dad, who puts the tit into Titchener, absolving himself from rule one of parenting, to always be there for your child, even when she or he has done very wrong. This generally wanky form of parenting may explain a few things about Titchener Jr. Um, yes, that was pretty horrible, the way he turned on Rob. You know, why are you whining? Yes. You're always pitying yourself. Yeah, they can't bear, NPD people as well, can't bear anyone else to be ill or suffering or whatever because it takes attention away from them. It sounds like me. They don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Harriet, you haven't got narcissistic personality disorder. I'll probably end up with it, Lucy, let's be honest. <laughs> Lucy, it's my turn to talk. It's my turn. I'll be doing the monologue this week. <laughs> you get impatient with people being ill because you don't yes. like... Your plans being derailed by <laughs> people. No, because I don't being think slower than be normal or whatever. <laughs> why? Why should they not be? No, Ill? I don't mind. People can be ill as long as I don't have to look after them. Okay, unless it's one of my beautiful children, you know. Okay. Obviously, or I'm not that mean, but generally, okay. I'm not good with illness. Okay, so if Rupert, Rufus much. gets ill, he's on his own. Is that what you're saying? Oh, yeah. I can't oh. even look at him. Oh, so bless him. He never gets ill. <laughs> or if he does well he you know it it's, it's one of those things I think I mean this is all going to fall backfire on me but you know like if you're not a very ill person yourself mm-hmm. I'm you know I, I, I'm very lucky in that often I'm not ill so it's it, to me it always seems a bit indulgent when my partner okay. is right you know? so you don't believe the, in well, ill it's just if I was ill Lucy I just wouldn't be able to not be I just couldn't I'm not I can't there's so much to do there's a <laughs> there's a family to run and a job to do 
I can't. You also in my job, you can't burn like your job. You can't be ill mm, because yeah. then you're not going to get paid. Yep. yep. You know, yes. Lucy. There's such a thing as doctor theatre that um, can just <laughs> write you with. Oh God. <laughs> write you. Who was I talking to? Somebody the other day, an, an actor, and they were. I don't know. They were saying something like. You know, they were just basically telling me how ill they'd been and how they went on and, you know, mm. and saved the day. And you're thinking that that is really good. But obviously, you'll have given everybody else. Yeah. Well done. And the audience as well. But well done. Good. The most important thing is that you emerge the hero. Well. Yeah. Welcome to Ambridge on the Couch. <laughs> and in look at the arches with me, Lucy now you made Freeman, me laugh and not Matt Rodriguez Bain <laughs> and Jeff Thomas. Oh, yes, uh, we had uh, Wi-Fi collapse there, ladies and gentlemen. So we're back. The Wi-Fi collapsed. Lucy's off. living in a house made of stone walls, yes. and I had a door shut. Yes. So we had. What chance was there no, at all? Exactly, exactly. And obviously, our technological know-how, which included debating whether or not <laughs> Wi-Fi could travel through rain. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> to all the way to Wales. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so let's return for the fourth time to Paul Karen Gray, who's been waiting very patiently for me to get to the end of her flipping email. Thank Sorry, you, Carla. Yeah. <laughs> it was Brian who had the heart to heart with with Ardil. I yes. record, she says, I recall it being a particularly weird episode when usually emotionally repressed and uptight Brian suddenly opened up to a complete stranger. <laughs> yes, it was a bit <laughs> odd. Um, yes, of course, because it was after Jenny died. Uh, she said that, that was sort of the impetus. Yeah. She said a strange thing happened with regard to the ongoing advert saga A on the Sea experiences. A few weeks ago in an episode where you were discussing Rob, my adverts were very disturbing. One minute, the course was talking about headaches and dizziness. And I thought, ah, some sort of pain relief advert. Then the next thing was, for other symptoms of brain tumours, go to blah, 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 oh, dot no. com. Don't miss the signs. It was very disturbing, she says. Oh, my God. That mm. is disturbing yes um this is from rachel who says i am always delighted by matt's musical mashups and felt unusually clever when you mentioned tritones <laughs> it took me back to my a-level music lessons half a lifetime ago <laughs> when we studied west side story if i remember correctly leonard bernstein uses the tritone also called an augmented fourth as the two notes are the furthest apart within the octave and therefore sound very uncomfortable for the listener an example would be wow. c and f sharp this is purely from wow. memory, but I think the use of the tritone coupled with the otherwise jaunty memorable score reflects the tension in urban American society at the time. Da, da, da. Mm. Oh, no, that's that's South Pacific. Yes. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the West Side Story beginning. Oh, I can't remember. Da, da, da. Da, da, da. Um, oh, that's really cool. I, lo I love I love that this musical education that we're getting. Yes, me too. Yes. It's a bonus. It is a bonus. Um, every day is a school day. Uh, she said she's pleased that Denise is back. She can mother Josh and Lily while Paul and Lee rent a flat in Pelpsham together in a bicker-free zone, recreating great moments from Eurovision with <laughs> Lee's action figures. <laughs> that's a really... That's a, when I, 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 I just think Paul needs to get out of there. Yeah. I don't think he could... He's not... They are too immature for him. Yeah, for exactly. That's what I was going to say. He's streets ahead of them. Paul is a great guy, actually. Yeah. The fact that him and I love the fact that him and Stella have quite a cool relationship yeah. and they're they're yeah. instantly friends. Yeah. That made me happy. Um this is from Hannah Riley. 
Uh, she emailed on Tuesday. She found anywhere to live yet. <laughs> she said, not only is Hannah Riley my namesake with the same accent, <laughs> it transpires that we are from the same place. I can't think of any explanation other than that the scriptwriters, whom I've never met, have been so utterly swooned my identity that they decided to steal it. Anyway, Jazza realised that up Preston Way is where Hannah's family are from. I did my A-levels in Preston. It's the nearest big place to the town I'm from. Imagine what it was like being a gay kid there, she says. And I always give an answer similar to the vagueness of Jazza's description if anyone asks where my hometown is. If they know where Preston is, then the nearest, near, the next nearest place is Chorley. And after that, a village called Whittle the Woods, which people often find to be an amusing place name. Oh, that sounds lovely. She said, did it sound like Stella and Hannah were flirting? Or was yes, it all it Hannah's did. nerves and Stella's direct communication? And maybe me being a teeny bit hopeful. <laughs> <laughs> but I, they clearly have yeah. stolen. They've yeah. been through birth records, yeah. etc. Yeah. Hannah, you need to be careful because yeah. this happens all the time on the internet. Yes. And then you get to... Don't the give anybody American... your mother's maiden name. No. No. You'll get to a um, passport control mm. and they'll lock you up. Yes. Because somebody else is Hannah no good you saying, Hannah but Riley. I'm not that Hannah Riley. It will be too late. <laughs> so I don't know anything about pigs. Your little face will be poking out from behind the bars. It's not me. <laughs> Come back. I didn't cause the bio pandemic. <laughs> But I did drop the packet of Monster Munch in the bit with me sausage roll wrapper. Oh, yeah, that really tense episode yes, when Chelsea went round the went round Barrow and I was convinced she was going to start a pandemic. <laughs> she, Don't eat your dinner in the pigsty. <laughs> Who would do that anyway? Um, but then again, a confusion because mm. clearly Hannah's going to stay, otherwise. Oh, I don't know. But then but then she was giving the job away. Oh, it's so confusing, Lucy. Yes. I don't know. I know. And that wasn't very... Because <sighs> Hannah's not thick. I mean, no. why would she be pushing to... When she hasn't even left yet. ...get a house in order to stay while at the same time telling Jazza that she was leaving to the extent that he could then have her job and, you know, she was practically training him in it. It's insane. Oh, yes. It was a bit weird. Um, and she's not a coy character. No. So did they make her coy in front of Stella because she has a bit of a crush on Stella? It's very difficult to know, isn't it? Or yeah, are we? But just also, Hannah is it? that kind of bristly person who can't take rejection. So if and, and if, Stella if was Stella had said no, yeah. then yeah. she'd got no. I don't want you. But then... I, if I, being quite a sort of, I don't really like confrontation or anything. So I just would have texted um, Stella yeah. and said. This is so awkward and obviously say no. Yeah. Like, you must say no. In fact, if yeah. you say yes, it'll just... No, I just don't want you to see it. I'd rather but you said no. <laughs> just pretend... I'd rather you kick me. Next time we see, just hit me. Just hit me. It's fine. <laughs> is there a space? I mean, obviously there isn't. Obviously there isn't. But just is... If there is, just let me know. But obviously, I, it, it won't be me renting it off you. <laughs> unless you really want me to. <laughs> That's um, what she should have done. Hannah says uh, that she's also pleased that Denise has returned. I suspected she would come back when Alistair got that weird ring. And they were flirting, but I'm also slightly confused because I thought that when we last heard from Denise, she was getting a divorce because her marriage was on the rocks. I think yes. we said that. I don't no, think... We, no, I don't think Denise said that. No, but clearly, when she was talking to Alistair about her marriage and there was an awful lot of him going on his bike a lot, it was an indication yeah. that things weren't cosy yes. anymore. Uh, but she says, this is a problem. 
we're all backpedaling while we all catch up with ourselves in remembering the storylines of characters who haven't been in it for months. Well, her husband's not backpedaling. No. He's always <laughs> up a mountain, isn't he? Denise's. But you're right, though, it? Helen. It, is, it does add. Yes. For, to, to, for those of us with very bad short-term memory, it, oh, it, it is playing havoc with that because I'm <laughs> continually trying to think, hang on, wasn't she in Patagonia? <laughs> when, did, when did she come back? You know, who is Thank- Johnny? <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank God for loyal listeners who know exactly what's yeah, going on. Where everybody is. And can tell us. Is, do we think Johnny's okay? You don't think he slipped overboard and drowned? Because that doesn't seem... <laughs> no, no one cares, clearly. No. no. If he's not on the Peg, farm, if he's Peggy's not working off. for them, they're not interested. Yeah, exactly. I don't I'm just like going to shut going, my door now. Okay. Oh, is the Sorry. Wi-Fi coming through no, all right? The Wi-Fi is fine. It's just the children are noisy. Okay. Sorry. I'm back with you. Um, right. Now, this is from... This is a great name. Oh, yeah. I love Amanda from Canada. And guess what her name is? I don't know whether it's her real name, but I like it. You said Amanda from Canada? Yeah. Amanda Champagne. No. Amanda Champagne. Way. <gasps> no it's way. True. That, if it is true, I want to applaud her parents for <laughs> taking that name or giving it to her. <laughs> Do you think it's a stage name? Could be. Does she work in cruise ships? It's... A wonderful name, Amanda. Does she work on cruise ships? <laughs> it does sound a little bit like a drag actor, I have to say. But <laughs> Amanda Champagne! And I'll be giving you my um, heart must go on. <laughs> I'm sure she's. Hang on, let me like blow that. me nose. I'll be back in a minute. <laughs> Oh. And, sorry, Amanda, we're being very rude, but we've, we're, it's only because we're jealous of your name. Oh, shit, totally jealous. Yeah. Um, right, so we're going to do What the Hell is Happening Here? Hang on, what did Amanda... What the is happening? What the hell is happening here? So uh, Amanda has got the answer for last week. Oh, I see. That was mm, the... I yes. see, I see, I see. I, I was doing a now. confusing build-up just to, to add to the... To, the, to fit <laughs> in with the theme on the arches <laughs> yes, of confusing build-ups. Um, <laughs> do you remember what... Do you remember last week's... What the hell is happening here? Yes, it was quite good, wasn't it? It was Lizzie at Lower Loxley. Yes, with Lewis Carmichael, perhaps. Yes, talking about Rick Turnip. We thought it was Rick Turner, who's one of our <laughs> listeners, but it wasn't. It was Rick Turnip. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh right okay. yes and she says uh, it was during a special Christmas event at Lower Loxley Nigel is dressing up as a highwayman and pretending to accost attendees for fun in this clip both Nigel and Kenton put on the same costume and ran around in different places in order to play a trick on Elizabeth Elizabeth and Nigel later had some sexy time with <gasps> Nigel wearing the costume let's hope it was Nigel and not Kenton or that could have been awkward so she was he was Dick Turb- Turnip. Yeah, Rick, uh, Rick Turnip. Rick Turnip. Mm. And so was Kenton. Oh. And was, she, and was it Lewis she was talking to? Yes. Uh, okay. Yep. Wow. That, did Amanda, and Amanda yep, knew Amanda that? Yeah, Amanda got oh. that. Yep. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Right. You ready for this one? This is this week's one. Oh, yeah. And before you get in... <sighs> it's okay. I've already got a scarf. This isn't to keep you warm. It's for your eyes. What? Come here. You haven't got any fairy handcuffs as well, have you? (laughs) I just want to keep you guessing all the way there. Well, aren't you a man of mystery? (laughs) I do my best. All right, then. Blindfold me and abduct me. Steady on, Bren. Do your worst, Sir Jasper. 
That was Tom and Brenda. Yeah, I used to. I loved Brenda. I thought because it was Amy Schindler who played Brenda. She was brilliant, and I have always hoped they'd bring her back. Surely they will. Will she be one of those people that suddenly pops back in twenty years' time? We all go, "Ooh, Brenda's back." Because I, and then I used to love we like her all over again. <laughs> yeah, I, no, because she was again one of those actors that I always thought played everything very naturally. Yeah, but um, uh, and her and Tom had a really nice relationship. Didn't yeah. They? Now you look back and think, God, Tom must have been really young. Well, yeah, yeah. They must have all been in their early twenties. Yeah. But they had a lovely relationship. Tom just consistently punches way above his weight, doesn't he? Was that an old Tom or was it the same Tom? Did they change? Did I think it, I think that's cuz they changed oh. they changed Chris didn't and they, they changed Tony Tony I think they changed Tom I'm pretty sure they changed Tom I thought that was Josh at first Yeah his voice sounded a bit joshy Hmm hard to remember isn't it mm. God it's like family isn't it family that you haven't <laughs> seen for so long and you go God I used to really get on with her actually <laughs> We must meet up again. And then you don't see each other for another 30 years. <laughs> then it's at someone's funeral then. It's a little bit awful. Um, we are crossing mm-hmm. over to... The caravan. The caravan. What's it called? Oh, Little Little Grange. We're yeah. crossing over to Little Grange, where it's Ambridge Film and Book Club night. Yes. Come in for Brace. Watch the steps. Oh, Emma, this is very style. I have never been in mobile home before. Everything is so dinky. Yeah, everything certainly within reach. Ed, shut the door when you're in there. We've got company. Well, hello, Ed. Oh, not everything is dinky, I see. Oh, I am last to arrive. I'm sorry. My woohoo got coned off on the bypass. Hello, Febreze. Lovely to see you. There's a space next to me here. Don't worry, I will squat on the poof. I am very excited about this. I was telling Graham this is new concept, book and film club. He is a traditional though and only reads book what way more than is Ed. But I am here to learn and not be a book snob. Yeah, the idea came from a conversation me and Linda had about Don't Look Now, where it turned out Linda hadn't actually read it. Yes, and a great inspiration was born. I don't think we need to go into any more detail about that, Emma. The rationale is that we each suggest our favourite book and film adaptation that does it justice. Now, I suggest, Emma, if you don't mind my taking the initiative, that we all present our suggestions to the group. Well, I'm here to put forward Sense and Sensibility, a fantastic book and beautifully adapted by Emma Thompson. A dime, Emma, I should say, one of my favourites. The passion of young love tempered with the pragmatism of experience. Who's read it? I have not read, but I have seen the film... I thought it was excellent, especially Bruce Willis. It was Greg Wise, not Bruce Willis, married to Emma Thompson. I don't think Bruce Willis is married to Emma Thompson, Susan. You've become confused. Bruce Willis would hardly be suited to Sense and Sensibility, Febreze. It's Austin. Austin Powers? Oh, I really thought it was Bruce Willis. 
I see dead people. Oh, hang on. You mean the sixth sense, not sense and sensibility. It's the kid that says, I see dead people, though, not Austin Powers. That's enough. Thank you, Susan, for your suggestion of sense and sensibility. By Jane Austen Powers. Emma, what is your suggestion? Well, I've always loved breakfast at Tiffany's. It's brilliant. And the film's just stunning. It breaks your heart. Oh, yes, I love the film. I did not know it was a book. Audrey Epburn as Ollie Willoughby. Are you okay? It makes me cry. She is so beautiful. Febreze, do you fall asleep a lot during films? Oh, all the time. I find them very relaxed. It is my go-to for some Febreze time. I put on my eated slippers, attach my slender tone, wrap up in my cashmere blanket and settle down with a big bag of peanut brittle for elf. And I put on my gel nails while I watch. Sometimes all machines are so loud I cannot properly hear film or other people in Odeon complain. But I find very relaxed. I think we probably need to get some ground rules about how carefully the book adaptations are being watched. We can't discuss an adaptation that someone's watched with one eye on Instagram. Now, how do we feel about Moby Dick? Oh! Oh, sorry, Emma. I got excited, bounce, and split the poof. I have definitely seen Moby Dick, but I am very surprised it is a book. There was not a lot of plot, I didn't think. He was very muscle sailor on cruise ship, and he get locked in with... That's definitely not the sort of adaptation I was thinking of. How about Forster? Anyone seen Howard's End? Every margarita night at Jack's. Right. Emma, I think we need to exercise some sort of quality control. I would in no way want to be considered a literature snob, but I genuinely think we should only be considering adaptations that are faithful to the book, so we can discuss both with equal depth. This seems to have descended into farce. I suggest we suspend this meeting and regroup when people have slightly more understanding of the rationale. I shall see myself out. Oh, oh dear. Linda is offend. I think that was me. And I am sorry about your puff, Emma. Oh, never mind. Fallen it up so I could it anyway. She fished it out of the arm originally, thinking it was a bloated corpse. But if you want to make amends, you can lend me that DVD of Moby Dick. Have you seen it, Mum? Seen it? Your dad was in it, I think. Thank you very much, Febreze and Emma, for hosting us. Pleasure. <laughs> it freaks me out when you use the characters' voices back at me again. It's, oh, no, it makes me feel all weird. Um, now, uh, it's been a bit of a sinister... Oh, and there's no competition this week because I'm still recovering from the tweet-along, uh, but there will be next week. A tweet-along? I mean, I don't mean a tweet-along, do I? I mean a competition. <laughs> Competition. You're terribly God. 2022, Lucy. <laughs> you haven't know. tweeted along for a while. No, I know. I've left Twitter. I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> you mean uh, the Patreon? Yes, that. Yes, the that Patreon was really fun. Soon. Thank you so much for coming, everybody. I really. The good thing is, well, I'm lucky because I don't really have to do anything except enjoy myself. I don't have to do any of the work. <laughs> Lucy does all the work, so I really enjoy those. So, <laughs> thank you, everybody, for coming and making me laugh, and for Ryan for coming and being brilliant. Yes. And uh, 
Yeah, we've got so many funny listeners. Yes, who are we just really have. Such good value. So I just love one of our, for, for those of it, um, Steve, who's one of our Patreons, um, appeared in fancy dress, first of all, as Nigel um, in a full gorilla outfit, which he then started to play, was, got extremely hot after about 12 <laughs> seconds. He said, I don't know how we did this. So he pulled his head off to reveal immaculate white dinner suit underneath, which was quite impressive. So, yes, people went to such a lot of effort and it was very good. All very fun. And we'll do it again soon. Yes. Um, and we'll for get Christmas. back to the comp. Yes, for Christmas. And we'll uh, get back to the competitions next week. Great. Um, in the meantime, Matt Rodriguez-Payne has been having a think and decided that this week, he found this week very sinister, <laughs> not just because of Halloween, but also because of the titchy knobbers in general, en masse. So he has done an extremely sinister theme tune. I'm not going to cue it in uh, with Make You Guess uh, What It Is because it is very obvious what it is and it is the world's most sinister music that everybody will immediately recognise. So we will say goodbye and play you out with Matt's sinister uh, theme for the week. Oh, Lucy. Yes. Because this is an educational podcast. Mm -hmm. Do you know why we say sinister? means left-handed, doesn't it? The devil. Sinistra. Yeah. yeah. Left. Yes. Did you already know that? Yes. Mm. Sorry. So I can't teach you anything. <laughs> Not you can. You've taught things. me that Wi-Fi can't go through doors. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's yeah. useful for you now it you've is moved useful. house. It is. Yeah. Mm. Right. Ready? Yep. Bye-bye, everybody. Love you lots. Goodbye. Speak to you next week. Thanks for coming. the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, Roland Garros promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens.